Welcome to episode 179 of the Profit First Podcast. You know, we're doing our greatest hits, and man, we're getting some great feedback, so why not another one? Today, we talk with Peter Laughter. He was the CEO of Wall Street Services, a company that subsequently has been acquired. Well, he joined us back on episode 15, a ways back, sharing how the staffing industry works and how he makes a profit from his business. A lot of new information to be gleaned here, so enjoy this episode with Peter Laughter. From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is the Profit First Podcast, episode 15! Oh! <laughs> I, did, I already messed that up. I thought I say episode. Yeah! Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Can you believe it? We're back! We're back again! Who this are is- you? I am Chris Curran, and I just want to welcome everyone to the Profit First Podcast. If you knew how much fun we had in the studio, oh my you'd want cameras in here. Yeah, we, we were even talking about that. But then we said, well, that costs money. And we're like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm Chris Curran. I'm the founder of Fractal Recording. Yeah, which is an awesome studio here in Parsippany, New Jersey. Soon to be virtual. And I'm Mike Michalowicz, author of Profit First. Yep, and this is the Profit First Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and on the website, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. And this show is all about what, Mike Michalowicz? <laughs> it's, all, it's all about Profit First. It's all about... The, what I call the alpha and omega of business is driving profitability in your business. But quite frankly, we found it to be more than that. It's a discussion around all the elements of business that ultimately bring about profitability. That's right. So uh, what have you been up to, bro? You know, I read a great book called In the Heart of the Sea. You ever heard of that book? No, I never heard a of it. A whale ship in 1821 left Nantucket Island, went all the way around South America to the Pacific Ocean, got rammed by a sperm whale. <laughs> 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 our so guest, funny. our in studio special guest We're is laughing. Yeah, second, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they got they got <laughs> they got rammed. I mean, that's what happened. And the ship went down, and they were in their. This wet, is a true story. True story. Twenty five hundred miles. These the three little whale boats, the little like lifeboats. Oh, they went and starved, and they had to almost they had to like eat each other. At oh one point. my god. Yeah, but uh, seven or eight of them out of twenty one made it back to South America. Seriously? Yeah, that's amazing. Eighteen twenty one. Yeah. And it's crazy what you'll do when you're in a boat and you're hungry. You haven't eaten in a month. Oh, my God. I read um, The Life of Pi. It's oh. a similar story. I mean, okay. it's a fictional story, but it's a guy from India who gets on a boat and uh, he doesn't get rammed by a sperm <laughs> whale, but he gets attacked or threatened by a tiger that he's stuck on this boat with and he has to survive it. Uh, I read the book. I didn't see the movie. Okay. It was pretty freaking great. That's cool. Yeah. So, dude. Uh, guess what? We have a special guest in the studio today. We do. Her I'm name? Ha- what? I'm happy to meet her. Oh, okay. I've seen her emails all over the internet. You know who she is? She, she, <laughs> is, actually, she is the the person who actually runs the show. Her name is Christina Bolduck, and she is my colleague and uh, personal assistant and uh, facilitator of the Private First Podcast. Hello, world. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Yeah, so... Uh, I asked Christina to come down to see what a mess this is. She Fantastic. Organized, she organizes everything behind the scenes, and then this is just a train wreck when She's it already hanging her head in shame. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we got some cool community feedback. Um, we've gone a full 180 since the Harry Glasscock days. <laughs> 
This email came in from Ken Adar. Ken, hopefully you're listening as you're driving your long-haul truck, because Ken's a long-haul trucker. Uh, he says, I've been self-employed for 14 years now, and he's been struggling financially like everybody. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. And he says, I started listening in last November, which was our first episode, by the way, to uh, the podcast. I listen to it every week. Uh, now, with these systems I've learned in place, I can pay down my debt, allocate money for myself, and I have money for everything. But here's the net effect. I haven't paid myself for in over eight years. Now I have the money to do so. So, uh, Ken, this is a shout out to you. Thanks for listening to the show. We knew there was one listener somewhere. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Yeah. And if your rig is carrying computers, um, come by this way and maybe <laughs> some will fall off the truck because I need some. Right. We're not far from Route 80, Ken, not, if you want to stop and have coffee. A major throw. <laughs> yeah. Actually, come on on our show, Ken. Well, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Guess what we're going to be talking about today? Besides profit? Well, (laughs) someone's a douche. See, I got to give them a hard time, Christina, right? We're going to be talking about staffing companies. Uh, There's a company called Wall Street Services, and we're bringing on Peter Laughter. Uh, Peter's a a good buddy of mine for many years now and runs a staffing business on Wall Street, hence the name Wall Street Services. So we're going to be digging into that industry and how it works. I've ever been curious about it. But before we do that, I got a little something I want to talk about. Is, is he on? Um, uh, he is on hold. He can hear can us. He can hear us. Okay. So just you know, mute him. You want him? Okay. Um, okay. Sorry, Peter, if you can hear us. <laughs> see um, Okay. So Eric McDonnell emailed us and said, I want the word of the day to be flux capacitor. Ooh. Flux capacitor. Oh. Okay. So Chris, that one's to you. Okay. Um, you Ooh. must use that word inappropriately. Uh, as a verb or some way uh, without our guest detecting it. Right. Okay. And then and then we can see if he figures it out by the end of, or not. Or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flux capacitor. Oh, I forgot the start That's button. That's a doozy. Yeah. Okay. We're five minutes in. I, oh, so are we? Yeah, okay, yeah. so plus five. Okay, I forgot the timer. <laughs> <coughs> this show's going to go long. All right, no, sorry, Ken. Sorry to our one listener, Ken, He's who's like, dude, I'm between two exits and I got an extra five minutes. Okay, so uh, let's bring our guest back on so I can introduce him. All right. He's up. His name is Peter Laughter. Used to be Lauder. He changed it to Laughter. Same spelling, just changed the pronunciation. Nice. Peter Laughter is the CEO of Wall Street Services. They provide high skilled, uh, Project managers, business analysts, and other subject matter experts, their clients. Peter founded the business back in 1995, uh, but beyond just the business, he's also a founding member of the New York City chapter of Conscious Capitalism, something I've been interested in. And one of his favorite things to do is to do those moth story slams. He's a storyteller. It's freaking really cool, so we're going to dig into that. And uh, he loves riding the Cyclone uh, which is an awesome roller coaster with his daughter, Eddie. So, Peter, with no further ado, we'd like to do a grand introduction. Welcome to the show, Peter, 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 laughter. <laughs> well, I tell you, that is one <laughs> heck of an introduction. Right? You like that? Yeah, I like that. I, I rarely do I get singing. Usually it's like, tomatoes. <laughs> How often do you get this? Whoa. Tomatoes. <laughs> How, oh. oh, boy. <laughs> How many times do you get that one? No, that that is that is that is new. Robert Plant should op- should introduce me always. Does anyone remember <laughs> laughter? He should. So, Peter, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. And where where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from my office, uh, downtown Manhattan, right by oh. right right outside of the Statue of the Bull. So, are you literally on Wall Street? I'm right around the corner on Broadway. Oh, okay. Nice. So you see that bull every morning? Every morning, the you know shiny balls that people rub. Every oh. take a picture. Have you yeah. ever seen that, Chris? The no, the not, ball rubbing. No, you know the bull he's talking about, right? 
Well, it's near Wall Street. Yeah, that famous big metal okay. bull. How many people actually t- grab the testicles of the bull, Peter? All right, so you know how brass gets that dark, almost brown color? Yeah. And then there's a part where everyone touches, yeah. and it's like that pure brass color. <laughs> Balls are, like, polished. Isn't that yeah. hysterical? Really? Of Everybody's got to get a picture holding the balls. Is it more women that do this or men or can you? Everybody. Everybody's got to touch the balls. Yeah. Is there any nationality? Because that's a huge tourist area. Any nationality that does not touch the bull balls? I, I haven't done that in depth of a study, but I'm I'm going to I'm gonna start start looking at this. But I would gather, no. Hmm. I think pretty much everyone. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. I would take that picture and I would think I'm so novel and I'm the first person <laughs> to do this. Yeah. But you'd think that the shiny balls would give it away, but no. No. So no. you've done it, Peter, right? Have you? No, I have not. No, no. I'm. I'm. Really? I, I was born in New York, so I. I, I look down at my nose at any of this touristy stuff. Oh. Only when I go to another city do I touch balls. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done any of the tourist uh, activities in New York, though? I mean, as a New Yorker, like the bus well, or anything. It, well, yeah. When 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 I have friends who are visiting and they want to like, oh, I want to see the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, uh, I, I'm so excited because I never get to do that stuff. Uh, yeah. So yes, when I have people from out of town. As much touristy stuff as I can. Because then I have an excuse. But otherwise, you know. Right. That, that's a funny kind of oddity that all of us have. Like, oh, I'm a New Yorker, so I don't tour my own state, city. Yeah, you know it's, it's absolutely take it for ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, we take it for granted. Like, what yes. is, Okay. Yeah. So, Peter, and I'm guilty of it. Yeah. And, well, welcome to humanity. You're <laughs> one of us. I'm sorry. Um, so, tell us about Wall Street Services. What exactly does your business do? So we work with management consulting firms and uh, yeah, uh, program managers at investment banks, and we allow them to take on projects that are beyond their capacity. So if they've yeah they've they've got initiative and they just they don't have a bench of people to you know fulfill that strategic plan, I provide them with the professionals to do that, or they need a subject matter expert, or they're coming up on a deadline and they just need more hands on deck. Uh, they call me. Now, is it staffing services? I, I know that I mean, it puts a bad taste in your mouth already, but... Well, we live in the space in between management consulting and staffing. So our roots, we came from temporary staffing. And actually, my career started doing administrative type stuff. And uh, we're gradually moving into more financial, you know, people are doing back office uh, work in, in trade processing. And then in you know the late 90s, I worked on a project with uh, a very signature investment bank where I put together a team of about 20 analysts who work with the bankers to keep uh, have the bankers have more more time with their clients. So my the team that I found was uh, doing a lot of the modeling and research, uh, and it was so much fun. So because it's already going way over my head. In my simpleton okay. mind, <laughs> does your company hire employees? And then put those employees inside other companies? Is that basically it? Exactly what we do. How do you make money doing that? So, um, yeah, I charge my clients a bill rate that is higher than my um, than what I'm paying my employees. Um, and then I take all the benefits and other costs related to that. And, so what, and that's how I make money. Because I, I, my whole job is to pry. What, yeah, uh, at least that's what my wife has told me. Uh, what, uh, what, nice. what do you charge your clients typically for a client to put an employee in there? Yeah, so I generally charge uh, about anywhere. Uh, I mean, obviously there's volume discounts that come into play, uh, but uh, generally charge about forty to fifty percent over what I'm paying the employee. And what what's a typical employee cost you all in? Um, 
Well, uh, a good a good project manager is making uh, annualized about uh, anywhere between uh, one hundred and twenty thousand a year to yeah two hundred and fifty thousand a year. I would like one day of my life to make two hundred fifty thousand a year. So, wait, so someone you bring in, we'll say for two hundred thousand, because it's a round number. You mm-hmm. add on, you said fifty percent. That's a hundred thousand. So you bill your client three hundred thousand. Uh, yes, uh, on those rare instances where I do get that top margin, but uh, okay. but know that I got to pay payroll taxes and yeah, you know, healthcare and vacation and all that other fun stuff out of that too. So it's not. All going into my pocket. No, I got you. Yeah. But what about these companies? Why don't they just hire an employee directly? Why do they have to go through you and pay that premium? Um, well, uh, I think there's a lot of different factors. So one, uh, these are project-based. Uh, this is project-based work. Uh, so yeah, I need someone for the next 18 months, and I don't know if I'm going to need them past 18 months. So I'd, they'd rather them come through me uh, in order to have that. Uh, that privilege, or in certain situations where, like, uh, yeah, I've got one engagement and it's going to go eighteen months, but they want the option to look at it in six months and say, "Let's evaluate it at that point," and so they can get out. But also, the other thing is, is, is most of my clients don't have the ability to move as quickly as I can. So I've got a, yeah, if I've got a mid-sized management consulting firm, maybe they've got a recruiter, but suddenly they they need twenty project managers. Okay. Right away. Um, there's no way they're going to be able to staff uh, up that well. Now, I've, uh, my entire company is designed just to find specialized people quickly. So I can deploy a lot of resources and get the 20 people a lot faster than they will ever be able to do it. So people hire you if they need someone very quickly and on a short-term basis, it sounds like, is the ideal situation for them. Yeah, short term, my average project is is nine months. Okay. Yeah. So not forever is what I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they don't. I'm sorry. We're yeah. I have a question. It, it must to to be so nimble and to be able to serve service your clients quickly. You must have over the years been able to sort of like flux capacitor your business and 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 develop. Is it by developing relationships or is it by developing systems within your business? Yes, uh, relationships and systems. I think it is uh, um, both are are a real critical factor. So particularly in finding the very hard to find people uh, having uh, they are they they're not going to add they're not going to respond to an advertisement. Yeah, they're not looking on Craigslist for a job. So if I know someone who knows them, that's my only way to get in front of them. And these, so relationships are key, but then I've got a lot of great recruiting systems. We, yeah, how uh, we we manage what we call our inbound resumes. Um, you know, we manage that process. We do it very tightly. And we've got a lot of systems around that. And then the third thing is why they pay us is we 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 have very very in depth screening. And these so. people are certain types of people because listen, if I'm looking for a job. I want to get a job I can get cozy and comfortable with and stay with for hopefully years. But these people must be expecting this high kind of rotation. You're in and you're back out. You're in and you're back out. Kind of like yeah. a sperm whale from your story, <laughs> okay. Chris. Um, right? Yes. Yeah. It takes – there's not – this is not for everybody. And it's a lot of our screening is really looking at, you know, can they be successful as a consultant? So there's the yeah, – you know, people need to know that they can – have uh, that uh, that flexibility in their life, they, and, and most of these are, are specialists, so they know there's going to be work for them. It's not really a concern. There's more there's more uh, there's more opportunities than there are people who can fill them. So they're not really concerned with will I be able to find something after this this gig is over because they will. And also, 
this is what I do. So more often than not, you know, before someone rolls off a project, I'm already looking for the next project for them. I got you. So your job is to keep filling jobs for them. Ideally for you, you're the same person. They do a nine-month project here. They do a six-month stint there. And you have the same person that you're applying to other company after company after company. Exactly. Yeah. And how, I have a question, over time, how have you sort of uh, monitored your business and tweaked your business processes to to increase your profitability over the years? I mean, apparently there's things you can do that will waste money and drive your profitability down. What have you noticed and be able to have been able to do in the other way? Um, I've, 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 I've done a lot in both of those categories, the driving down and driving up. Um, the biggest thing recently that's made the biggest difference is is, is specialization and focus. So uh, making sure that we so we, we we always viewed ourselves as very focused that we focus exclusively on investment banking uh, in that in that world, but really. Uh, having a focus on exclusively uh, a particular segment, business analysts, project managers, or subject matter experts, is made the biggest difference. Are Are you saying you started with a broader offering and now you're kind of making it more narrow? Yeah, I loved uh, your just to give you a a, a, a plug, Mike. But it uh, wouldn't be a show Pumpkin Plan one. was we, exactly <laughs> Pumpkin Plan was great for us because we were really struggling because we would have to find. Yeah, accountants and entry-level people and project managers and you know, compliance professionals and having to have such a wide spectrum uh, it was was very very challenging. We would get we would get jobs and it would be very difficult to fill them. And uh, but being able to focus in one particular market segment has made a tremendous difference for us. Well, it makes recruiting so let me, easier. Okay, tell me about recruiting. So if, yeah. if you you do fewer things, so that means just tell me if my logic's right here. You offer less. Variability in the people that that are available to do services. You that means you have, uh, oh God, this is just drifting aimlessly down a road right now. But basically, you have customers with a very narrow demand, and you're saying that makes it easier to hire. Uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, one, I can I can work off referrals a lot more uh, a lot more effectively. Okay. So, getting the people who work for me to refer people that they've worked with in the past is a lot easier. Uh, if I'm spending money to market on nine or ten different categories of, of uh, uh, have people come to our door, and and I can funnel that money into just two or three categories, it's a lot more effective. Are Are uh, you getting recognition for being a specialist on the other side? Meaning, these employees, these candidates, they come to you and say, "Oh, Peter's known for doing this one thing. I'm gonna get me some Peter." Well, you know what I'm saying. I think people say I'm going to get me some Peter is pretty common. (laughs) Wall Street Services. Um, I I think you know. I think what people, why people come to us is we take very, very good care of our people, and we have an understanding of the job searching process that is uncommon. So to support people through the interview process. We know a lot about uh, the pitfalls associated with working as a consultant. So having people be successful when they're on the job, these are the reasons that people come to us. And then looking back, uh, what would you do? Say say someone listening in right now wants to start a staffing company, uh, so a similar vein of what you're doing. Looking back, what would you recommend to get started and become profitable very quickly? Um it's a it's a business that needs a lot of capital. So I think that's that's one of the things you have to be aware of because I'm paying my employees and then my clients are paying me. So so you have to, you have to put sure money you, out front to pay your people first and then you got to wait for the check to come from another company. Exactly. Do they ever hold those checks on you? Do they ever pay really you stressful. late or not pay you? Yeah, it's a good thing about working with banks is they that's where the money is. So they're pretty good at paying on time. Have you ever been screwed though? 
I think, yeah, uh, everybody has. Um, yeah, it's happened. I think usually I, we had a client, uh, uh, hmm. this was in the 90s, that went bankrupt. And they went uh, oh. bankrupt owing us quite a lot of money. But then we found out that the bankruptcy laws are written for and by large corporations. Mm -hmm. So the, the executor of the estate came after us for all the money that we had uh, been uh, paid in the 90 days before the bankruptcy. And that was almost crazy. Oh, it's called a clawback. Yeah, oh, it was awful. Yeah, what they do, Chris and Christina, is a company will pay money to you for services that you rightfully owe you, but if they go bankrupt, the corporation has the ability to get that money back from you, even though you're just a, just a vendor. That's it. You did nothing wrong. They legally take the money back from you to pay off other debtors. And it can it can wipe you out. Wow. It's, yeah, it's called a clawback. Not cool. Yeah, I call it an F no. over, but... Uh, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, Peter, I have a question. When you go home at night, are you happy with the amount of profit you're making in your business? Mm. That's that, that hits to the bone. That's a shot to the yeah. bone. Yeah. No, I, I, I am. Very much so. What would you... Anything you do differently? Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, like, so I... Uh, I think profit is as important as oxygen. So yes, I would always do differently. But uh, yeah, as yeah, is to us. But I don't think I don't live to consume more oxygen. Yes. Oh, so I think mm. when I do good work mm -hmm. and my clients are happy, I make more money. Uh, and uh, and I'm, when I'm true to the mission of. Uh, of Wall Street Services, and I take good care of our our consultants. They're happy with what we're providing to them, uh, and more business comes my way. And so I think, uh, whereas I could never make a choice that would be uh, insufficient oxygen, right? Bring sound like a big cliffhanger there. Me business, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think you just experienced insignificant oxygen. <laughs> we, your voice just cut out totally. We heard wow. nothing from you. Oh, really? Because that was incredibly profound. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it was. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, Peter, uh, one last thing I'm going to ask you, and then we got to wrap up. Um, if you have one suggestion for a company to improve its bottom line, looking at your own company, what's the one best suggestion that comes to mind? Hire fantastic people. That's it. Oh. <laughs> that was profound. Yeah. Yeah, that was profound. Should that we was have profound. a moment of silence? <laughs> yes. Another moment well, of silence? I think Skype will afford that, too. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, we'll never get Skype as a sponsor it, now. Yeah, I was about to say, I hope Skype's not a sponsor. Yeah, I know. They were, actually, yeah. in the past, they were, so I totally screwed that over just now. That's yeah. okay. Uh, why hire, just give us the why behind why hire fantastic people. Uh, you, you, you find good people who are aligned with your values. They are excited about what they do. They work harder. They take care of your interests without you having to tell them everything because, you know, they're good people who are aligned with your, you know, with your interest. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's as simple as that. And you trust them and you enjoy going to work with them. Peter, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. We'll catch you later. Take care. Thanks, Peter. Bye, Peter. See you, Peter. Great job. Chris. Wow. What do you think, man? Well, we're going to give our wrap-ups, our, our, our takeaways. Yeah, after we talk about our sponsors. I was going to say, after we talk about our sponsors. Yeah, and we're going to sing them in, right? Are you ready, Christina? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you have to. So the first sponsor I want to talk about is our primary sponsor. The company's called Nextiva. Let's hear it. 
see, that's not fair because Lisa Robin Young sang them, and now I have her tunes in my head. I would f- sing her Go tunes. Go off hers, yeah. Okay, so I'll sing. Lisa, this is for you. <laughs> um, ooh, next diva. That's awesome. Oh, I love man. it. I love it. Now she's singing. That's wow. the first time I've heard her sing. Besides a little earlier today. Right. But she at the office. She's like, oh, I'm a professional opera singer and I do. In training. Like, in training. She's probably in the car, blasting Metallica. Oh, in the shower every day. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, oh, the stuff like that comes on all the time. And, and you hear her humming. I'm like, why don't you sing it? And she's like, I don't sing. Not, not <laughs> the, whatever. Yeah. So next diva. They've been with us, Chris, <laughs> since day one. This is episode 15, bro. That's right. Upped again. They love us. They love us, and we love them. Yes. They are a voiceover IP phone system provider. And I don't care, listener, I'm talking to you, <laughs> if you have just yourself or you got 100 employees or anywhere in between, Nextiva is truly a great value. We just got, Christina, you can vouch this, we've got two new Nextivas coming. Mm-hmm. One is going to Christina's house or yes, apartment. Because we had snow days, and I'm calling Christine. I'm like, uh, do you mind still working from home? Oh. And she's like, but if I call our clients, they're going to have my personal home number. And I'm like, oh, next diva <laughs> to the rescue. Yeah, next diva to the rescue. So we have a next diva phone that's yeah. going to be at your home desk now. It's going to be great. Isn't that cool? It's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be great. She's like, <laughs> she's like right. oh, yeah, wonderful. Saturday night, her <laughs> boyfriend's over. They're cracking a bottle of wine, watching a movie, and then bling, bling. Uh, Christina. Mike McCallowitz yeah. calling. <laughs> I do the intercom button. Could you imagine oh, a romantic man. moment breaks out, and then you hear, Christina, are you there? <laughs> right. Mrs. Who Wiggins. You know what I'm doing? Mrs. No. Who Wiggins. Oh. You know who that is, right? No. Carol Burnett show. Oh, Tim Conway. Mrs. Oh. Who Wiggins. Mrs. Who Wiggins. <laughs> My favorite. Do you know that? No. God. Tim Conway. The joy of being in your twenties. Yeah. Okay. So next team, voiceover over IP system. Second, it's Fundera. Fundera. We love Fundera. It's so easy. It is. Um. One and done, Fundera. Oh, I love it. Wow. Yeah, it's getting better and better. It's just- Fundera re-upped. You know why? Because of the singing that's on this show. You're welcome. So, and Fundera actually got a client through this podcast. Oh, cool. Mm. Bring it. So, Fundera is one-stop funding. If your business needs money for any reason, um, because you want to expand your business, you want to get office space, uh, sometimes you got to cover payroll. I'm not a big fan of borrowing money to cover payroll. Actually, you maybe have too many employees. But even if you're in a sticky circumstance where you need to do that, Fundera provides the funding for that. And the last company, last sponsor is T-Shoes. Tea sheets? No, 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 no. Bad, no. Do it again. Bad. That was no, horrible. You no, talked. I'm not doing I, it again. Well, I'm no, not you have to. Please, one more time. All right. Tea sheets. Better. Much better. So Tea Sheets is a time tracking system for employees. If you have hourly employees, you need to do projects and so forth, Tea Sheets can track the time for those employees. And it's necessary for all different reporting purposes and projects, assignments, and stuff like that. T-Sheets is awesome. We've also brought in clients for the podcast through the podcast for T-Sheets. Right. That's why they re-up. Can they help us time our show better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's 35 minutes already. Okay. I'll hurry up, bro. Um, yeah, you go first. All right. Recap. Here's what I heard from Peter Laughter. Does anyone remember Laughter? 50% <laughs> margins in that industry. Huge. Huge. I, I, you know, I forgot to ask him. Does he get that... He doesn't get that lump sum. Does that no, come no, over? No, no, no. It comes in periodically. I okay. think he gets it biweekly or monthly. Okay. So 50% is margins, which is great. Uh, but here's the risk. He's got to manage the cash. 
And that's a real challenge. When you got to put down your own money and then wait for someone else to pay you, if they're having a bad day and don't pay you, you can get stuck. So that's the risk I heard of that industry. My favorite quote was him is, I don't live to consume more oxygen. And then he started choking. I thought that was funny. <laughs> then we lost him. He's like, I don't care about oxygen. <laughs> you know, I thought that was funny. Christine, how, you were writing down tons I, of notes. You know, I'm having trouble reading my chicken scratch, but the two things that I have sticking out are profit follows purpose. Mm-hmm. which was a good point. And I noticed he also said, which I think a couple of your past um, interviewees have said that when you hire fantastic people, when they believe in the overall vision of your company and are committed, that that's when they do the good work. Yeah, I totally am with you. I totally agree. What did you learn, Brian? Yeah, he said hire fantastic people. And then he... There oh, was I, didn't, I didn't just hear that from Christina, profound. by the way. Profound... <laughs> Were you listening? I mean, that's verbatim what she said. I was, but I don't have anything else, so I. Haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is great, though, right? Yeah. Um, maybe I told the story already, but Garrett Boone, founder of Container Store, um, I met him once, and he drew a map or a chart out. He said A equals three B, one uh, B equals three C, and he says one A player, one committed employee that believes in the purpose, can perform at the, th- at the level of three people that are there for a job. Mm. B players and one B player, person that's there for a job can perform the level of three people there there just for the money. Mm. So hire people that feel a cause in what you do. All right. Well, I also learned a lot about that there's a bull down in Wall Street that <laughs> people visit. The, the brass and rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, I never heard that before. Everybody loves brass balls. I guess. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, terrific. Next episode uh, we're doing next week is with Melinda Emerson, the number one small business expert in America. She... Uh, she could be anywhere. She could be on any. She could be on CBS. She could be on the Today Show with Matt Lauer. She's elected to come to our show, um, which now makes her the number two small business expert. She's kind of drift dropping down. That's right. By uh, but she will be joining us next week. Um, one final thing is I want to share a tip on profit because people have been asking. Hey, we love the fortune cookie at the end. Yeah, give us more fortune cookies. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd give a fortune tip. Love it. But it's in the cookie. So do you mind cracking it open for us? Wow. These cookies, they snap, they snap open, they snap open. (laughs) Snap Um, into a slip. Snap right into it. (laughs) And Christina, you can vouch to this. Right now, listener, open up an additional checking account. I don't care how many accounts you have at your bank. If you have two, set up a third. If you have four, set up a fifth and call it your profit account. Then every single time a deposit comes in, if you don't have a profit right now, if you haven't made money in the past and saved it for yourself, start allocating 1% of every deposit into your profit account. Mm-hmm. By setting up these separate accounts, by removing it from your main account, the temptation to use it is removed or reduced at least, and the profit accumulates. And you've been doing this, you said. I do, actually. When I started with you, I believe I did, I think it was only 10%, but I put it in a completely different banking account for direct deposit, and I don't even touch that money. It's like, I don't know it's there. Can you see the money that gets yeah, deposited Yeah, absolutely. There? I mean, it's a dev, it's a checking account, and I mean, I technically could use it whenever I want. Have you ever I, dipped into it? I have not. Ha! Wow. That's awesome. It works. It works. Yeah, it's that simple. Set up an envelope for it. Uh, put the money That's right. There you go, guys. Thank you for joining us for episode 15. Wow, this has been awesome. This has been fun. Thank you, Mike Michalowicz. Thank you, Chris. You're the author of Profit First. And you are the founder of Profit First. No. <laughs> You're not. A Fractal Studio. You know what? Hold on a second. Yeah. I want to ask you about the Profit First professionals. 
Oh. Tell me about that. Yes. Quickly. So yeah, and Christina actually helps manage this. Really? Yeah. She manages the introduction of uh, entrepreneurs that are calling us wanting to work with a Profit First Professional. Nice. Profit First Professionals is an organization we set up now. It's over 70 accountants and bookkeepers and some business coaches, too, who've become certified in the Profit First method and now are helping businesses grow their business doing kind of as we talked about, mm-hmm. separate accounts and more advanced methodologies. So if you want, if you're listening in you want an accountant or bookkeeper to help you with this you already are hiring you're already paying for this service with someone else why don't you hire an accountant or bookkeeper that can do that of course the bookkeeping and accounting but also help drive profitability that's what our organization's all about awesome what about fractal studio yeah fractal recording i was going to say i pr- uh, here at fractal i produce podcasts for businesses as uh to get more credibility to create content to get more exposure on the internet to get more leads there's so many reasons to uh, brand yourself as the expert with a podcast. Yeah, it's huge exposure. There's people listening all over the world who give, give you exposure to people you never expected you get exposure to. It's amazing. Yeah. It's Hire Chris. Yep, FractalRecording.com. And uh, yeah, you can find our show in iTunes and Stitcher. Those are the two big podcast directories. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, y'all. It was nice seeing you. Yes. Episode 15. Come back for 16. Come Thanks, back. everybody. See ya. <laughs>